Short for breakfast, Essence is 7.47, Triple M. On a Monday, we catch up with Barry Urquhart from Marketing Focus. You can find him on your Facebook or you can just Google him as well. He joins me now. Barry, how are you? I'm exceedingly well. Thank you, Sean. This is going to be a fascinating conversation because when social media really took hold, oh, I don't know, probably even 10 years ago, it was starting to become big. People could sort of predict the ramifications, but surely they couldn't predict this. Tell me about how social media has affected religion. It's interesting because there's six degrees of separation between commerce and religion. Mm. The religious orders are starting to find that their numbers at congregations are starting to fall because many people being able to sit back in the comfort and the luxury of their home are able to go online and get access to the word, inverted commas, from a whole multiple series of sources. So that's having a huge impact on the number of people walking through to the church, but more particularly assigning themselves and aligning themselves to particular religious orders, such as Catholics or, you know, or United Church or Church of Christ, Anglicans and the like, because now they just sit back and they have got a huge amount of access. So in the idiom of business and retailing in particular, bricks and mortar stores are having difficulty because of the intrusion of social media. It's unbelievable. And um, is, is there a difference between different religions in terms of uniting or, or Catholic or whatever, or is it about the same, These this reduction in, in numbers? It's, uh, across the board. I was last uh, Wednesday in Geraldton. I went to the cathedral that has just had $10 million spent on upgrading it. I spoke to the bishop and to the priest there uh, because we'd previously spoken at conferences for the Catholics and they were saying these are the sort of things that are reality. And then the preceding Friday, I'd had a, a intensive session with a Church of Christ the pastor who was about to step down. And he was saying, Barry, this is resonating with me. He said, I'd never thought about it, but it is direct, it is uh, credible. And he said, we need to address this reality and we need to address it now. It's fascinating because I think the allure of religion is community. It's about having leadership as well through your pastor or your priest or whoever. And it's about that ritual, going to church every Sunday and feeling like you belong and then learning the words of the Bible through that. But you're saying people are going to the internet, which provides none of those things apart from the word. How do these marry up together? Why are people forgetting this community aspect? Well, remember, we are largely isolated in society. Now, down there on southeast of Queensland, uh, Queensland, Western Australia, New South Wales or Victoria, people are saying, I'm not as connected or as engaged with the community as I've been before. It extends into family and therefore the whole concept of neighbourhood, community and family is starting to be somewhat fractured. People aren't identifying with, relating to, or to contributing to those sort of realities. And there are sociological consequences because of that. What we need to do is to recognise that pastoral care needs to be extended well beyond the bricks and mortar presences of the church, that they need to be saying, what can we do to reach out, engage and connect within the community? Now, let's take a stark contrast, and this is the object lesson anyone listening to this program right now who says, 
but I'm one of the 50% of Australians who does not designate myself to be religious in any way, shape or form. The lessons are profound and they are pertinent to all and sundry because the one group of religious orders who are enjoying increased numbers of people going to their congregations is the Pentecostals mm. or the fundamental religious, the Anglicans and that type of situations and Christians because they are in the vernacular, inverted commas, the clappy happy. It's a joyous occasion of the experience that you find once you're in the bricks and mortar stores, they're singing songs, having a good time, putting them on recordings, with them, whether it is digital, whether it is CDs, or whether it goes back to blogs and in some instances on old plastic records and people are buying it, engaging it and starting to recognise with it. So it means that today in business, as in with religions or communities, we've got to make sure that we've got a compelling message that is going to draw people to us, but when they come, it's got to be a fun experience. It sounds like a lot for your local church. And I, I remember when I was going through high school and I went to Scotch College in Swanbourne in Perth, uh, we had to go to chapel once a week and we had our, our chaplain who struggled to engage the, the boys from year 8 to year 12. So he used to try everything. We listened to Grinspoon and he'd try and get a religious message from that. We listened to uh, Chop Suey by Slipknot, a, a heavy metal band, Barry. Is this what local priests need to do? Is this what we're going to be seeing in our local Sunday masses very soon? In essence, event marketing is what it's about. You can't sit back and say, oh, well, we're in the shadow of Christmas. It's going to be a big occasion. And then it will be followed up by Easter. Yes, but that's only two weeks of a 52-week calendar. Mm. What they have to do is to embrace warmly the whole concept of event marketing and a little bit like communities that say, well, on the first Monday of every month, we'll have a growers or farmers market. It's not good enough because anyone attracted to a growers market going into a community come back the following week and say, oh... It's not the same. Where are the people? Where's the fun? Where's the joy? I thought I was coming back to what I experienced last week. So event marketing, whether it is in church, whether it is in business, whether it is in the professions, whether it's in manufacturing or whatever it is, you've got to have a consistent program of events where people kind of look at, recognize and can almost go, well, there's going to be consistency and continuity of a cavalcade of differing experiences, all of which will be culturally, socially and spiritually very fulfilling. Obviously, it's very nice for the church to have a full mass and to have your church or your cathedral packed out. But how important is it really having bums and seats? I mean, they're, they're funded privately or through the church, whatever. Do, do they need to have these numbers in the, in the bricks and mortar uh, venues? It's not the numbers, but it comes back to a single word is relevance. Yes. I've been consulting to one group of religious orders, and they are saying, well, hold on, Barry, what we need to do is to actually give pastoral care within the community. That well may mean that we've t got to take premises in the main street and not necessarily have it highly signed about being a church order, that we're just there for the care and compassion of the people. And then once they get to recognize that, this is a little bit of the, the marketing coming in, and there's marketing which differentiates the selling. If we can market ourselves effectively for pastoral care within the community, once they're in there, they will be, again, in the vernacular, sold on what the church is doing for them and we can convert them and commit them and they will be doing that of their own volition and we won't have to be 
trying to, again, in the vernacular of marketing, close the sale. Yeah, I've, just got, I've just got one final question, and obviously the numbers are dwindling at these churches, um, and they're obviously trying to attract more people. How much is it social media, or how much of, of it is just we're becoming less religious? I mean, this whole Cardinal Pell fiasco, has that deterred people from Christianity in general? Is it definitely that social media is to blame? It has raised questions in the minds of many people. And as you become more educated, you become less committed to uh, the faith and the religion. And so it's a challenging type of proposition. Now, that is not to say that all scientists are not religious, because that clearly is not the case. What we have to do is to say there is a need to go out there and market. It's a little bit like me. A lot of people say, oh, well, Barry, you only deal with big companies. You only deal with retailing. <clears throat> no, not at all. That's not the case at all. That might be where we get a lot of the publicity, but we deal with communities. We deal with small businesses in the private and public sector. We deal with accounting practices, lawyers, financial planners, all of whom have got very similar tasks and charges to the religious, religious orders. And they have got to start to say, we've got to stop thinking a way we have done it in the past. It's not about the process of the discipline that we are actually advocating and implementing. We've got to go out there and offer a value proposition. And in many instances, it needs to repackage and re-merchandise all of what we are. Because if people can look at, relate to, embrace, recognize, and then advocate, then we have won the journey. I can add, I can definitely confirm that you do work with local communities. I'm originally from Maruna, and my dad came home on the weekend and showed me, because I was up in Perth, and showed me uh, the Maruna Shire flyer. And there was Barry Urquhart in there saying, can you please complete the survey about the direction of the Maruna Shire? So it shows that you are getting involved, Barry. It's good to see. We have run out of time. Barry Urquhart is from Marketing Focus, and he's joined me this morning. Thank you, Barry. Thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, D- Daryl came home and said, oh, you talked to Barry.